0: Welcome to another episode of Maverick Messages. My name is Andrew. I am a junior here at Providence Baptist College. And today we're excited because we're going to be bringing you one of our most recent chapel messages. So sit back, listen in, and let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart through chapter 5, and for the sake of time, I won't go through all this, but verse number 1, it says, seeing the multitude, Jesus says, and seeing the multitude, he went up in, to a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and I'm going to skip down for, for time's sake, but he goes through all these things that were blessed, and even verse number 12, rejoice as he's talking them. Verse number 13 is where I will go. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and giveth it light unto all that are in the house. And this is where I want to talk about today. Let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And the title of the message is more of a request, Lord, lengthen my light. Lord, lengthen my light. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd be with exactly what's supposed to be said today. Anything that's not, please take it out of My thought process, and Lord, I pray that you'd get Mike Bragg out of the way and that you would have preeminence. Lord, something that could be said today might be life-changing. I don't know. I know that they hear message after message after message, and Lord, probably a lot of things over and over and over again. But Lord, I pray that this would help strengthen their light as Christians in this dark, dark world. And I pray that everything be done, be glorifying, honoring to you. In your name, your precious name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to get right into this, but light is a fascinating thing. How light has developed over the years has been very fascinating. And to get to a little bit about this, the passage of Scripture, of course, Christ is talking to them in the Sermon on the Mount, and He's telling them, exhorting them, these disciples, about what they're supposed to be doing and how they're supposed to be as disciples. As He says in verse 13, you're supposed to be the salt of the earth. You're supposed to be salt and light. That's what we're supposed to be as Christians And then he gets down to verse 16 and says, let your light. He doesn't mention anybody else. He says it's yours. You are a light. Each one of us as a Christian is a light in this dark world. We can be a light in the dark world. To hear about testimonies of people that have been witnessing. Blake was just telling me this morning about Bill, that he was able to lead to the Lord. He was just being a light. Even if it was at work, he was a light. Trent just recently from our church gave a story about working with uh, some folks and trying to be a light. Where you're at, you can be a light. There's a lot of darkness around. You don't want to be a hindrance to the light. You want to cultivate that light, make it grow. And really the message came from uh, hearing Pastor Ross that was preaching a revival and he was preaching that revival and he was talking about taking... Uh, the coals, uh, the life of a Christian who, who really hasn't been on fire for the Lord, but there's still some embers there. If you've ever been in a campfire, after the night, you come in the morning, you want to get that, that uh, fire started again, and you'll stir up those coals and get them going again. And you put a new log, and then all of a sudden, whoom, that fire lights again, and it's ready to be give off warmth. Well, One of the things that I took away from that is, you know what happens when that log, log is thrown on there? brings out a bigger light, brings out a greater light. There's more, it goes further. And shouldn't the Christian life be us with the thought of, Lord, I want to have my light a little brighter. I want it to be a little little brighter than it was yesterday. I want my light to shine a little bit more than it was yesterday. And I don't have the time to go through all of what I like to about light, but it's amazing how things have changed now we have LED lights. The old lamps, you have to start with a match or something. We've, we've changed. That has happened over time. And LED lights are quite amazing, and the technology is amazing when it comes to these. LED lamps require an electronic LED circuit to operate from main power lines. The LED lamp market is projected to grow from, in the U.S., $75.8 billion in 2020 Money, that is, to increase in the U.S. to $160 by 2026. That's a lot of money when it comes to light bulbs. That's a lot. LEDs come to full brightness immediately with no warm-up delay. You ever know? Remember, it's like, okay, waiting for the light to come on. When's it going to come on? Now it comes on right away. Right away, instantaneous. And can I say to you folks... Every day, every morning, you can go and that light's never flipped off. That light has never switched. Jesus is always here. You can pick up God's word every day and it doesn't have to be off. You don't have to turn it on even. It's ready, it's there. Yeah, you have to, you need to, but guess what? God, in His light, it's always, and it's abundant. It's not just a little bit. It's glowing all the time. It's light that's there for everybody. I want to say, first of all, what we have to do with that light, though, is to latch on to it. You've got to be able to latch on to light. If we're the light, then we've got to latch on to the greatest light there is, the greatest source of light there is. Every single day we have to latch on to it. Thursday morning, this morning, you should have latched on to some light this morning that greatest source you should have got up this morning and opened God's word or listened to God's word you should have got up this morning and grabbed a hold of it latched on to it man if you're not latched on to God's word what are you going to do for the day how are you going to handle today over in John I don't have time to turn though, over in John chapter 8 verse 12 talks a little bit about this because the pharisees they're trying to trip up Jesus and anything that he would say or anything that he would do and He was just simply saying, He said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He was saying everybody has that opportunity, but there's some stumbling blocks along the way. The devil's going to try to trip you up. He's going to try to get you to be ineffective. See, I'm just a college student. He'll try to get you to be ineffective. He's going to try to, the devil that is, try to hinder your light. He's going to try to We sing that song as little kids, hide it under a bushel. No, this little light of mine, right? That's our goal. That's what we should be doing. But he wants to hinder it. He wants to make it ineffective. You know, I need something on Monday morning when that unsaved boss comes. Not I as far as where I work, but you might be saying to yourself, I'm going into an unsaved boss and that guy hates me or she hates me. You need the light that day, so you better latch on to some of it. You're going to need it for Monday. You're going to need it Tuesday. You've got a project due and you don't even have enough time to get it done. Lord, i got to get it from somewhere. You better grab a hold of some light. You better get some light. And the light comes from God's Word. Wednesday, traffic's a mess. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I'm starting off the day here this afternoon in a bad mood because I don't know what's going to happen. Why is it all piled up on me? How's it gonna? You gotta grab a hold of the light. God's grace will only come if you grab the light. Amen. That light will come, but you have gotta grab a hold of it. You gotta latch onto it. You've gotta latch a hold of it. Sink your teeth, if you will, into it. Man, Thursday, I forgot to. I forgot to pay my cell phone bill. What am I gonna do? <laughs> How am I gonna make it now? I'm supposed to get other things done. I'm you know. I, my computer went out, whatever, my car's not starting, whatever it goes. Well, did you latch on this, that morning to the light? Yeah, God will give you the grace you need. Yeah. God will give you what you need, but you, you, you can't do anything about it until you're latching on to it. You're, right. you're not going to make it, young adult, you're not going to make it if you don't have the source of light with you. I'll tell you, the times where it was tough in college, I went back to the light. I went back to the light. I'll never forget the times when the hall came down a couple of times where we'd gather downstairs in McHenry when he poured that pool in and there'd be a group of us guys praying. Praise the Lord. Every one of those guys that was down there I have time to go through. Every one of those guys is in the ministry serving the Lord. It's because we desired the light. We desired to grab a hold of it. I wasn't there to play games. I'm sorry, but I wasn't there for that. I didn't pay for me to, that's not why I was there. I wanted to grab a hold of the source of light and Jesus is that light. I see another point to this as well. Number two, I have time to take you over there, but I'll read it for you out of Philippians chapter 2. And verse number 14, do all things without murmuring and disputing. But then he goes on and says that verse 15, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of the crook, of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world ye shine as lights in the lo- in the in the world the second thing i see along with this is lend your light not only latch on to it but lend your light lend it lend it you know circuits are kind of an amazing thing when it comes to light the electrical circuitry of lights is is Amazing. The source of the power, yes, as it comes and exists, a simple electric circuit consists of a power source, two conducting wires, those positive and negatives, and a small lamp to which the free ends of the wire leading from the cell are attached. They have to have, to complete that circuit, they have to be, you have to latch on to it. You have to hold on to it. For the light to come on, gotta be latching on, but nobody else is gonna see that light. You can't lend it out until you're latching on. You can't lend out the light of the glorious gospel that God has given until you're latched on. You're not gonna give it to somebody else if it's not a part of your life. Nobody else is gonna automatically, oh that guy, he's he, she's different. You're gonna have to get out and lend it. You have to give it to others. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to get in when work comes. And you know what's amazing about circuitry? There's another part of it that's pretty amazing. That's parallel circuits. In a parallel circuit, the voltage across is amazing. Each of the components is the same. And the total current is the sum of the currents through each component. If two or more components are connected in parallel, they have the same potential difference across their ends the potential difference across the components are the same in magnitude and they also have identical polarities so if I'm latching on if I'm latching on to the light Blake can I use you for a second if I'm holding on to the light it's Monday morning I grab the light and I'm showing my light um, Trent can you come up here as well just folks that I know that's why and I'm holding on to the light my light's starting to shine I'm shining my light because I'm grabbing hold of the source. I've got the source. If others are around me, you know what they start doing? Start noticing that yeah, something's different about them. You know what you, you, ten, you tend to do? It's a natural tendency. You gravitate toward the light. That's just a natural thing. Nobody enjoys being in the dark. I mean, if you do, you're weird. That's just weird. just why? I want to be, I want to see. Like, I, I want to be able to, I don't want to eat my food in the dark. That's weird. Like, I want to see what I'm eating. But you know what happens when I'm grabbing a hold of the light and others start, you know, just grab a hold of my arm here, Blake. Somebody else is now attached. Now we've created a parallel circuit. We've created now the fact that he can gain off of the light and he can gain off of the light. And guess what? Now has happened. Now we've created, you can let go, guys. Now what we've created is a greater light amongst us. We have more of a light. It's not just me, myself. I've created a light by telling and sharing it and lending it to somebody else. It's a greater light now. It's not just me. Guess what happens, though, when I'm not where I'm supposed to be? Guess who's lacking now? They're lacking. Because they are responsible. They need that source of light. You can have a seat, fellas. Thank you. I thought about this. Who might be lacking because your light's not shining? Who are you hindering, in other words? Because you're not latched onto the light and you're not lending the light. You're keeping it for yourself. I'm oh, not much of a witness. Brother Mike, I don't, I run. well, how about start being a witness? How about get out there? Everybody has a talent. Everybody has a light that they can share. It's just different. Your light might be ministering. Your light might be helping. Your light might be leading. Your light may be giving. Your light may be going. Your light might be praying. Your light might be motivating. Your light might be encouraging others. Your light might just be the fact that you're faithful. But everybody has a light. Everybody out there has a light. I'm reminded of the story over in 1 Samuel where Hannah, and Eli, and Samuel, down at the end of that chapter, verse 27, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition. Hannah prayed. Remember, she was in the temple, and Eli thought, is she drunk? What's wrong with her? What's going on? Something? Is she alright? She's murmuring. Well, I can't quite make out what she's saying. No, she was just asking God to give her a child. But then she said, and she said, Lord, I'll, I'll, give him, I'll, I'll give him back. I'll lend him. That's what she said. Therefore also have I lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. He shall be lent to the Lord. I don't know about where you came from, but we have baby dedication day. And what we're really doing is, Lord, you gave him to us. He's yours. So can I remind you as a I don't know, 18, 19, 20, whatever age you are, we're still God's. We're still His. We're still a child of His. We're still a part of His family. We should be acting like part of His family. We're just here to lend our light to somebody else. i got to continue, but if you go back, or if you're already there, there in Matthew, we see also in chapter 5, number 3, let your light shine. Verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Number three is just simply, let your light shine. Let your light shine. In 2 Corinthians 4, 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Hey, friend, Hollywood doesn't have the light. It's not there. They're not promoting the right light. They're not. They're not giving out in that movie, <laughs> Christ, that's not happening. They're not giving that. That coworker who's been living in the world, hey, he's not giving the same light that you're supposed to get out of God's Word every day or out of the folks that you're associated here with every day. Or at the church service, or out of your bus route, or whatever it might be, they're not giving that same light off in Hollywood. Hey, that book that you're reading might be a good book, but that's not a source of great light. It's a good book. That's it. That's as far. It's not lengthening the light like it's supposed to. It's just there. The precious word of God. Read it. Meditate on it. Boy, quote it. I used to take three by five cards, and I don't have a far ride, but I'd Write a Bible verse on it and stick it there for the week. Just meditate. Read God's Word. God's Word. Quoting it. Speaking it to others. That will help lengthen my light and your light. That's what is going to happen. It's not, it's not leaving it. We've got too many of your age group that are just leaving it behind. It was good for the last generation but it isn't good for me anymore. They've left it. That's that crowd, the recovering fundamentalists of the world. That's them. Uh, I'm not getting the crowd that I like, and I'm by myself, so I'm going to find something different. You know they're going to fall on their face? We could write the story over and over again. Don't leave it. Stay faithful to the source of light. It's not time to lose it either. Oh no, it's not time to lose the light. It's time to glorify God which is in heaven with your light. Glorify God. I have a story in closing. And this story in particular is kind of amazing because it's from back at my home church. And there's a man named David Keller who was living at the time in Rolla, Missouri. Or if you're from Missouri, it's Missouri. But uh, it depends on where you're from. And he was living in Rolla. And... Grew up as a Lutheran, and all his life going to a Lutheran church, which is no more than what a Catholic church is, pretty much. So one day, a friend invited him to come to church at a Baptist church. He goes into that Baptist church and saw everybody there in the church, even, even the ladies, they're carrying a Bible. Wow, this is different. This is something new. Everybody can have the Word of God in their hands. Which, by the way, if somebody's attending there and you don't have the direct word of God, something's wrong, right? You know, there's something wrong there. But he goes to this church, and after the church, he goes up to the preacher, and he says, how can I, how can I, you know, this thing that you guys have? And he asked him the question, you know, the grace of God you were talking about in your sermon today, how can that happen? And the preacher told him, he said, if you really want to know God, ask God to show you. Go home and ask God to show you. Well, that's kind of a funny thing, but okay. So he goes home. That's a Thursday night. On Saturday, he goes to the post office, and the post office was really busy, so he had to go across the street, and he parked across the street in another parking lot. While he was parked across the street, there was a train that he had to go across the tracks to get to the post office. And at that time, the, uh, a train was coming on the tracks, and as it was coming... The train's kind of going a little slower because it's going through a town, and he's getting ready to cross the tracks. You know, he can't cross because the train's coming. All of a sudden, he sees the conductor, and the conductor throws out from where he was this bundle, this thing of something, and it hits the ground, and it skids right to him, and it lands right there at him. He didn't think much of it, but he picked it up, and he grabbed it, and he shoved it in his pocket, and... Went across the street, did his business over there at the post office, and he comes back and he gets in his car and he thought, wow, well, it's kind of weird. That guy threw something. The conductor threw something at me. I wonder what it was. So he picks it up and he looks at it. It's from Oliver B. Green. The title of it is Can God. Can God. He'd been asking the question over and over, do I know God? Is there a God? What? <laughs> Where did this conductor come from? How in the world did... I'll tell you, he was just shining his light. He just asked God that day, would he lengthen my light? He went on to get saved, join that Baptist church. Well, the story doesn't end. Fast forward 38 years. David Keller visited Lafayette Bible Baptist Church. He was diagnosed with cancer. And he had to go to St. Louis for his treatments. So he walked in on a Saturday morning. My dad met him. That Saturday morning, they were going soul winning like every Saturday. And Mr. Keller said, can I go visiting with your group? And when a visitor comes in and wants to go soul winning, what's going on, right? We're a little little leery. So dad I'll go with you. So Mr. Keller begins to tell my dad that very story. My dad said, that's very interesting. He said, I'd like to take you to a lady in our church. I'd like you to be introduced to a lady named Alberta Chambers. I said, okay. So they go to Miss Chambers' house, and she opens the door and graciously lets them in, and they come in, and they talk, and my dad said, Now, Miss Alberta, can you tell Mr. Keller what your husband did? She said, sure. He was a conductor on a railroad, and he, he bundled packets of canned God every day. And he'd put them together, and he'd throw them to people as the conductor every day. And my dad said, do you think that there's a chance that on the day, specific day they gave, your husband was in this part in Rolla, Missouri? I don't know. I can go back. He kept a logbook. Her husband had passed away, but he had kept all the information. Went back to the exact day the exact time. He had thrown a pamphlet. He says, I threw a pamphlet to the man, just hope he reads it. That was it. She got to meet the man that gave him the information 38 years later. Mr. Keller has passed away since then. But I wonder, how many other lights did Mr. Chambers did he get started? What opportunity then, young adult, are we missing out on when we're not sharing our light? Are you keeping it to yourself? He's just a conductor in a train. How many people did he really get across to? Well, I know one that he did. Right. I know one that got saved. And I know one that was very thankful. Lord, Lengthen my life. What a wonderful message we just heard. I hope you were as challenged as I was after hearing that powerful sermon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on another episode of Maverick Messages.